Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese burger, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap, 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 clap. clap. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I told him you were the real Minnesota Miracle Man. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Act Podcast, Definitive My Next Podcast. We are back again. We recorded a pod on Monday that will never see the light of day because as we were finishing up that pod, Emilio Estevez's response dropped. We'll get all into it, but let's, uh, let's start at the beginning here. I'm going to go, um, now that I have had a second chance of this, I think I'm going to go chronologically, uh, more so than I did before. So let's talk, obviously, topic of today's pod, Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay, not coming to season two of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So Friday morning, we at the Quack Attack get some wind, some news is happening. We don't know what it is. We think a main character is returning. We don't have really any idea who it is. We don't have anybody on the record. We don't have multiple sources. We can't really go with it. Uh, before we can get any of that, Deadline.com, Friday afternoon, 4.35-ish uh, Eastern time, comes out uh with a story written by Nellie Andriva. She's a co-editor-in-chief of Deadline.com. So this is not a junior reporter. This is a co-editor-in-chief. This is somebody big. She has a story, Emilio Estevez, not returning for season two of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. She says there's been weeks of back and forth between a Disney television studio's ABC Signature and Estevez's crew about the vaccine requirement. Reps for the studio and Estevez declined to comment, says that Game Changers, like many Disney TV studio series, has adopted a mandatory vaccine policy for the cast and crew in Zone A. Zone A is the cast and anybody who comes in like direct contact with the cast. This is part of a return to work agreement that the studio signed with SAG-AFTRA, which is the union for the actors and the workers on set. Um... The story goes on to say, you know, according to sources, Estevez threw his reps, which I thought was a little interesting that, you know, it wasn't him directly, but maybe that's just how business is done. Has declined to provide assurances that he would comply with the policy with the two sides of an impasse. The season two scripts were being written and planned in early 2020. Started production was looming. The studio said, hey, now I'm going into my summarization. Hey, we're not going to renew your contract. And not pick up your option. Sources close to Estevez indicated creative differences may have played a role in his exit. So people start freaking out. An Instagram account, 
account, aka William H. Bonnie, which purports to be Emilio Estevez, uh, posted an Instagram story that says, Don't believe everything you hear. Now, this Instagram account I initially actually thought was fake, but it had some candid shots of Emilio, did some reverse image searching, no images popped up. Uh, it's not like they were stolen from elsewhere. I reached out to Emilio's PR person to see if it was true. No confirmation. She has not responded to me at the time of this recording, but William H. Bonnie is the real name for Billy the Kid. Emilio Estevez played Billy the Kid in Young Guns, working on a Young Guns 3. Like I said, and this makes sense. I, I do think it's a real account now. Uh, so multiple people screenshot this uh, Instagram story, send it to us. We, I did not see it myself, but, um, you know, don't believe everything you hear. So later on, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, other publications come out and confirm this reporting. They, they confirm this, and then they uh, obviously cite Deadline as the first one to do it, but they do their own sort of sourcing there. So we have this on a Friday. Um, some background here. So we talked about Zone A. So Zone A, this comes from the return to work agreement between SAG-AFTRA and the Hollywood studios, zone A, as I mentioned, the actors and the people close to actors on set. So the original agreement signed in June 2020 was that these people had to be tested three times per week. It was revised in July 2021. It's been extended a few times. It's currently extended until November 30th. This allows producers on a case-by-case basis um, I guess the show by show basis, film by film basis, that all people in zone A have to be vaccinated. So Disney has made this requirement um, basically across their company for all new shows and many shows, uh, many of their 16 shows, including, including Game Changers. This is according to Deadline for that last part. So Monday, again, we record a pod. We go through all our stuff. It's a good pod. We have some good ideas. And right as we end it, Emilio's response is posted. So as we get into it, we'll have to, Tommy and I will have to um, have some good reactions to Kevin's crazy theories here again. uh, We'll just pretend like we're hearing them for the first time. But Monday comes out, Emilio's response starts with, I am not anti-vax, full stop. Goes on to talk about he... This was nothing more than a good old-fashioned contract dispute and not, as some would believe, an anti-vaccine position. Now, his whole letter or statement talks about how he got, he got COVID while shooting, he thinks, while shooting the pilot of Game Changers. That's kind of where he first felt the symptoms, uh, that he suffered from long-haul syndrome, which basically means he had symptoms for weeks, months after that. So uh, he says, as the show went back into production in August 2020, I reluctantly soldiered on, but was uncertain about how I'd be safe on set. I questioned the wisdom of returning to make a TV show in the middle of a pandemic and how actors could be considered essential workers. But he says he follows the protocol, as I paraphrase here. And then I'll just read the last few paragraphs of his statement says, quote, in retrospect, I wrongly chose to protect the show over being transparent about having contracted COVID-19. I may have provided another, another public example to wit how we are all vulnerable to this deadly disease. 
the quoted, quote, anonymous sources, end quote, producers and showrunners all know the truth. Simply put, I am anti-bully. My exit from the show was due to a myriad of creative differences. Any other narrative is false. To the fans of the franchise, I am disappointed as you are. To my Ducks cast and crew, have a wonderful season two on the show. And please know that I will miss you all. It was an honor and thrill to be able to return as the iconic and beloved character, Gordon Bombay, a character which has been celebrated, which has been a celebrated benchmark in my 40-year career. And I thank the studio and the producers for creating an opportunity to allow me to visit him again. Ducks fly together. As Joyce Ng61 pointed on Twitter, do they really fly together, though? Um, first of all, just you're initial reactions to this whole saga that's going on here tommy um so the initial reaction right off the bat was just kind of like disappointment devastation like bombay's not coming back and it's just like this weird like deadline report about not being able to potentially what it painted the picture of is like gordon bombay saying not coming to a, or basically saying I'm not going to be vaccinated. I'm not going to be assurances. So that's like incredibly disappointing. But then Monday, it's just like this whole other thing. And it is a very long statement. And if you kind of eliminate the COVID thing, it is, um, it's just kind of strange. Like I'm anti-bully. Um, so are you referring to the contract disputes as in like you were being bullied into something or was it, um you thought in hindsight that disney plus should not have um gone on with filming last year or put you and others in a situation it's so it's still not actually all cleared up and of course the the elephant is still in the room he does not say whether or not he is vaccinated now this is something you know not everyone can be vaccinated um and he may have personal um you know health um you know, situations that we don't know about that, you know, we don't really need to know about, but there are people who just can't be vaccinated. And Emilio saying he's not anti-vax, you know, maybe he's vaccinated, maybe he's not, maybe he can't be vaccinated, et cetera. Um, so there's kind of that to think about. Um, but the whole like creative differences, um, you know, you got to wonder what those, what those were and, I imagine that the truth is kind of somewhere in between Friday's report and Monday's statement where there's going to be multiple factors because it's, you know, when is it ever just like one thing? Now, creative differences could be the overall tenor of the show or it could be that coupled with other things. And I think there's my kind of like overall rambling reaction is there's more to it, but we may never know because Bombay is not coming back. Right. I should mention at the same time the statement comes out, Emilio posts on the Instagram account, again, a.k.a. William H. Bonney. He posts a card. It's not a vaccination card, but a card from March when it was confirmed he had COVID. Um, He does not mention at any point that he has indeed been vaccinated. I do not have any direct sources one way or another, but I am hearing that he has not. As Tommy mentioned, there are legitimate reasons for this. I do not know if he's just choosing not to, if there's a medical issue. Um, so I don't really have any info there. But um, yeah, it's, it seems like it's close to this. Uh, it seems like the vaccination thing is an issue, at least one of the issues. 
and, and one one of course point to make is uh, you can get COVID multiple times. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. Right. So one final thing. So in our last pod, we talked, you know, do you kill Bombay? Do you leave hope for a return? I do have a source that's saying Bombay is out. Like season three, season four, the hope is not really there. So uh, it was, uh, t- quote, time to turn the page on Gordon Bombay. And then I was told it's over. So we're moving on without Gordon Bombay. I think, first of all, Kevin, anything else uh, you want to add here before we get deep into kind of what's happening? No, I mean, my, my read on this situation is it, it seemed like a really long word soup way to kind of deflect uh, blame from him not being vaccinated. Uh, that's kind of how I read it. Uh, when it, when this kind of broke right after we recorded, um, I didn't feel like it really changed anything. Um, it's obviously a lot of damage control. Um, it, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty transparent in that respect. The statement is, I I didn't do a word count, but it was a pretty lengthy statement uh, as far as PR, uh, you know, kind of, uh, statements on controversies go. Um, and it not once mentioned whether, or, or, or not once mentioned that he was vaccinated. It mentioned vaccinations a lot, um, and that he is not anti-vax a lot and things like that, but, um, it never did anything, um, to, uh, to dispute the fact that that is the reason that he was, uh, not able or not willing to continue on the show. Uh, so I think it was a a lot of uh, a way to deflect uh, some of that stuff. I think that was uh, pretty obvious. Yeah. You would figure if he's vaccinated and the vaccination thing is an issue, he says either, Hey, I'm vaccinated or I'm going to get vaccinated or I can't be vaccinated because I have this or this condition. So yeah, it was a long statement. At at the same time, if he can't be vaccinated for a legitimate reason, I don't think that's something that he would have, he should have to disclose to the public. But it's, uh, but I feel like that would be a very easy thing to, uh, you know, kind of. Oh, sure. It would would be a very easy thing if he was just like, oh, I've got like incredibly bad STDs from (laughs) all my time in the the seventies and eighties, just, you know, going hard all the time. So that's why I'm not vaccinated, but Uh, I don't know if that's a legitimate reason. I don't know if there's any correlation. I mean, you could couch it. You could say like for personal reasons and yeah, like, I mean, yeah, let, let people. He didn't even guess. go that far, which is the, the, the pretty remarkable thing about all of this. And well, if you have, if you say um, for personal reasons and it like people just will. Well, I mean, literally all they would have to say is for medical reasons, for yeah, I guess so. whatever, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like that's not delving too deep into anything. I, and I said this yesterday before we had this statement, but. I think this just adds to the layer of disappointment um, on on all of this because it it seems so very unavoidable, um, and I don't know. It's just like an extra layer of disappointment on top of that. Yeah, sad times. When we recorded the other day, I was you know I was hopeful for a return later on, season three, season four, like you know things. I think somebody on Twitter said, you know, these things have a way of working themselves out. And I I was like, oh, yeah, I could see, you know, situation changes, things change and, you know, people kind of come around. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like that's happening. So we go back to uh, 
the big question. Like, do you kill off Bombay at this point? Because at this point, we're, I mean, the, let's, there's always a chance, but it, it seems like a very, very small chance that there's any chance of this reconciling and Emilio Estevez returning to Game Changers in any form. Yeah, so when we just had the Friday statement, I was very much don't kill him off because you never know COVID will get better, um, one would hope. And, you know, people forgive and forget. And so maybe it's like he could be back in season three or a cameo. And I, I know this would never happen, but if we ever had like a standalone Bombay Disney Plus series, you know, rated R, very gritty in 10 <laughs> years. Um I think killing him off still might be a little bit extreme, but I'm more open to it. And, you know, I, I also think that if you kill him off and you can get the new leading man to potentially be a Josh Jackson, then I think the series has new life. And it's just like you get new themes of like, you know, loss and, you know, um, you know, chances you never get back, you know, for, because like now, unless they're just like, oh, Charlie's here and Bombay wrote him a letter and they're all good now. It's like, no, like you're always going to have this, um, you know, they never reconciled mm -hmm. um, hanging over if you do kill him off. And that might be make for like better drama, better story. But I, I think I'm still in the don't kill him off camp from a fan perspective. Um, but I don't know. I, I also, I, 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 I tend to agree with you there. I think I'm still probably more firmly in the not, not that they're not going to kill him off camp. Um, and I do wonder how much of that it will be like kind of a creative decision versus like a business decision as well. Cause you kind of leave that door open for the future. Not even, even if it's completely unrealistic, but like for fans maybe thinking that it could still happen that maybe aren't following this as closely as, you know, mm -hmm. um, as we are. Uh, but uh, I, so I don't know, maybe that a little bit of that goes into it as well. I still don't think they kill him off. I, I, who knows? But I think I, I don't think they'll want to kill him, <laughs> basically, is, is, <laughs> is uh, where I land on that. I, I think it, he's kind of too much of a beloved character to just end like that. Even though we did kill him off in Duck Hunter 4. Well, um, sure. I mean, that's we not had, the universe, though. We had two Bombays. We had future Bombay and past Bombay. And so yeah. I guess we had our well, we had a backup. Well, past Bombay on the line, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, some sort of holographic CGI type deal. Well, if you have him, like, come back as a ghost in, in season three, potentially. But I guess, yeah, they do have maybe season two is just going to be a, a total prequel where it's young Gordon Bombay. <laughs> that would be incredible. That'd be incredible. Yeah, some sort of time travel uh, would need to be involved at some point. But I I would agree. I think like just unless it's like been really like personal and ugly behind the scenes and we don't know about it and the writers are just like, F this guy, we're going to kill him. But I am inclined to agree and think, you know, they find an elegant way to send him on his way without... Um, killing him but it would be very jarring too to just say like oh he's dead like there's no scene there's no final scene or final goodbye it's just like oh he's dead um at least like with hans you had the scene in the skate shop and uh before then so i yeah i, I, I do think um one of the interesting things uh just a couple of people that i was just chatting with yesterday um they 
they kind of opined that I that they think it might be better for the series that this happened, uh, just because they're not tied to Bombay as much, um, and it kind of opens the door for kind of just a lot more, uh, many more kind of new avenues to explore. Uh, and I, so I thought that was interesting. And uh, I, I mean, this wasn't like an overwhelming response or anything, but it was just a few a few key people that uh, that I that I trust in the in the in that kind of you know world with their with their taste in in TV and movies. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, there's really, I think, two sides to this. And then people are split. People are saying, oh, Bob Bay's gone. Like, he was the reason I tuned in in the first place. They needed him. I'm out. And then there's like, okay, it's sad. But we're, well, we had Bombay in this first season. It's great. We're grateful for that. And, you know, who can come in and replace him? Is it a former duck? Is it a former coach? Is it somebody new? Like, yeah, there is sort of an element that this is like a wide open deal now instead of season two being, you know, Gordon and Alex and Evan all growing closer, uh, which was obviously going to be some sort of storyline within season two. So. so I was trying to think about like notable like TV shows or series, you know, movie franchises where they essentially lose the actor. Um and coincidentally enough, I guess two and a half men, the Emilio Estevez's brother, Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. was like removed for the show. And I, I don't know any about maybe he quit, but I guess they replaced him with like Ashton Kutcher or something. This show still continued on. So like I'm not I never watched the show. I mean, that was a very well established show though. That had yeah, been that's running true. for like nine, ten years already to that point. Um, but so you can, I, so my, my thought is you need a Bombay for season one. You don't have to have them for season two, but you need a ringer and, um, you need like, you don't need the Bombay, like Emilio Estevez caliber. And the way I say is you need someone who doesn't need to audition for that Mm -hmm. part. Yeah. For for whatever it looks like, whether it's someone who's Bombay's age, like a coach type or like a new younger guy. And the big question is, is Josh Jackson going to be involved? Cause that it, the, the entire season two storyline revolves around that. Yeah. So I, I posed this question yesterday when we recorded, uh, which none of you will hear, but I'll go ahead and do it again. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it was less of a question, but uh, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if we do get a, a Josh Jackson or, I mean, we discussed how Keenan is probably not a, a realistic option. Um, and Josh Jackson even might not be a very realistic option. But it'll be interesting to see if they go in a completely unrelated route. Uh, you know, a lot of like a, a a guy that's famous, not too famous. Um, you know, obviously we're not getting a Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. You know, something like that. But uh, I, I threw out the name uh, Jake Johnson, maybe something like that along those lines. Um, I still think my favorite uh, suggestion though is uh, Macaulay Culkin because uh, <laughs> he's still a big enough name and he's kind of been. You know, it kind of like overlaps a lot with the with the timeline of the fandom, and uh, I think it would just be funny. And the Culkin name has had a resurgence lately, thanks to Kieran Culkin. Um, but uh, I, I I just think that'd be interesting. And and I, I said this yesterday again. I would love to hear suggestions. I would love to hear realistic suggestions from the Quackalites on who they think could potentially kind of carry this new uh, this new direction going forward. Uh, I, I we don't want to hear the 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 out, I mean I guess we do want to hear the outlandish ones but uh, <laughs> I, I I think it'd be fun to as an exercise to see 
some names that we could come up with um, that actually might make sense. So one, one other part of this is like, we're all assuming Lauren Graham is back and, you know, still executive producer, huge part of the, and if she wasn't back, I'm sure that'd be mentioned. Um, but maybe her real life husband, Peter Krause, who is obviously in like similar age, maybe he steps in. I don't know. Mm. But because that's the thing is how if you have a new character, if it's not a Josh Jackson, because that's like the logical, if everything is equal in a vacuum, whatever, we don't have other things that are going on. That's the logical person to be the new lead, male, new male lead. And but do you want to get someone who is a potential love interest for Lauren Graham? And so they essentially need to be in late 40s or in their 50s. Macaulay Culkin, unfortunately, is only 41, but I think he's he's seen some shit. So yeah, um, he looks at least 50, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is kind of like the thing is because I, one thing we mentioned is like, oh, could Coach T have a bigger role? But you want to have some kind of, you know, you, you think there's got to be a love interest for Lauren Graham or a will they won't they type scenario. So I, I, quickly, I want to touch a, a I love Peter Krause because I know him from Sports Night as Casey McCall, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think we should establish a, a floor versus and a ceiling for the, for the role in terms of startup. I don't know if that like moves the needle at all for like the series, Peter. like Peter Krause. I don't think that like the draws only, anybody in. I don't think that, you know, the way I mean? it like, does is if it's like, oh, Lauren Graham's real life husband is going to be the new love interest. And that but, gets I mean, people in potentially. And it, I don't know about no, that. No, I agree. He's not like. The thing is, people are going to be disappointed no matter what, unless it's Josh yeah. Jackson or Keenan Thompson running the Ducks. Mm-hmm. I, but I think there is an, an avenue where you can drum up excitement without it being one of those. But I don't think Peter Krause gets that done, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I think there's a level of star that would bring some buzz to it, but that's not it. But, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be a great choice and would be great in the show. But I, I think there has to be a level of kind of cachet to bring new a, a new sect of audience. Like I, I, I just I feel like I don't know. There there has to be a balance there. Um, no, I, I agree. To see what that might be. Good you need someone. I think he would be a really good coach. <laughs> you need someone like I don't want to say like a popcorn actor because that's not fair at all. Um, but someone who like who like oh like oh well, yeah we all know him and that's kind of like what Lauren Graham was for season one was just like. Mm-hmm. Bombay was a big get, but then his counterpart was Lauren Graham, who mm-hmm. is, who's not necessarily like the, you know, Jennifer Lawrence type or whatever, where it's like bigger than ever like type of star, but it's like, everyone knows Lauren Graham and everyone and, can and kind she, of picture that role. And she brings a built-in audience too. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know, Brill is close with Adam Sandler. Why don't we just get Sandman Ooh, on there? And- Sandler. That would be I, incredible. How about how about maybe maybe Rob Schneider? <laughs> that might be the- <laughs> I'll take it. I would take Rob Schneider, but I do oh, like actually the idea what of David you need, Spade. You need um you need Sandler as the coach, and Rob Schneider plays one of the kids, and it's just like no one acknowledges that this is like a fifty year old. <laughs> He's just like, oh man, it'll, that- be, it'll be called Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the kid. <laughs> I do like the idea of taking like another big 90 star and throwing him in there. I, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself into David Spade. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> David Spade, yeah. I, I would take it. I would take it. But um, just to give a recap, because no one else is going to hear the episode that we did before. 
so we talked about you know as te- kevin mentioned you know do they go with former ducks or do they go with completely someone new if you go former ducks we talked about keenan he's got two different shows i don't think he's doing it uh you have josh jackson possibility and then people on twitter have talked about the other ones fulton gee uh banks connie uh connie's still acting but you don't know if do you want like a male in that role and then you have gee and banks banks is banks has a whole other career like he'd be looking at a career shift if he's going to be a lead in a new tv in this tv series so uh, he's probably out d garrett henson i'm not sure he seems to have been a little in and out of the acting biz so I'm not sure if he would want to do it or if he is doing other things, but it's a possibility. And then you obviously have Fulton who's been acting pretty consistently, but is he a big enough draw? Um, and then we went to the two other coaches, Wolf Stanson and Orion. And out of those two, which ones do you, which one would you uh, like to see? I guess more. I mean, I think Wolf would be more yeah. fun. Uh I, I think Orion, uh, just because I love D3, would be great. But uh, I mean, I think Wolf would be the the obvious, um, just for just for uh, pure uh, entertainment, would be the best choice there. Yeah, I, I would go with, well, I think Wolf would just be too much fun there. <laughs> I don't, but I don't know, can you get like a full 10, 10 maybe, episodes maybe, out of that? Maybe bit? Wolf is the one that killed Bombay, which would be... <laughs> With a, it's just like an accident. One, too many, too many slashes, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kill them like on the playing, ice. <laughs> that would be brutal. It's like uh, uh, when they killed off Chef on South Park, and they made it very clear he was never ever coming back by just having like a disgusting kill scene. Yeah. Um, so maybe they should go that route. <laughs> maybe. Um, but... To to kind of uh, to to go back into uh, a little bit more realistic, um, I. I forget if I'd made this point yesterday, but um, I think the only realistic option of the group of former ducks is Joshua Jackson with the assumption that Keenan just is ungettable, which I think he probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the other ones do not move the needle and I don't think they can make them the focal point of the show. I just don't think they can. Joshua Jackson, they, they could, but the other ones just don't rise to that level. I, I, don't, think, I don't think Disney would go for it. Yeah, and we talked with Josh Goldsmith and Kathy Espa. I'll put the link in the show notes. They're the showrunners. And they talked about really focusing on a new generation of ducks and a new kids. So that's why I do think we're probably headed more towards a a completely new character than uh, a former duck coming back in like a main, main role. But I do kind of like Tommy's idea. Like, what if they just recasted Gordon Bombay. Like, what if they just gave someone else the job? <laughs> Give it to a Kevin I mean, James and be like, I gained Charlie a lot of weight. Sheen in the fold, baby. <laughs> I feel like they might they might have a little family uh bond to not do that. Get yeah. Martin Sheen be like, well, actually I've aged a lot. <laughs> um, um I, I we we touched on this yesterday too. I do want to bring this up again. Uh I think uh the possibility of Coach T becoming a bigger part of the show would be great. Um, I don't know if he quite fits with, you know, becoming like the ducks or staying the ducks head coach, I guess with the new ducks, 
Um, but I do, I, I do like the possibility that it opens the door for him potentially. Um, cause we all loved him. He was great. Um, but maybe he still kind of remains as like a, like a third banana in that scenario. But, um, hopefully we get more coach T because of this, uh, because he was so good. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to, to coach the ducks, he'd have to make a huge character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he would have the redemption story. I mean, I think there's, I think there's an avenue there for that. Um, I think it uh, could be where coach T takes over the ducks at the end of season two. Like mm. they have, maybe they have like a heavy hitter to write the ship in season two, um, who eventually gives the team back to coach T and at the end of season two or something like that. Um, but again, it all hinges on Josh Jackson and whether or not he's going to be involved in this. I, one, one quick thing with the Disney, uh, with the Disney connection, it's kind of a bummer that John Stamos is already in a coach show on mm. Disney plus. Cause he might be a good fit there too. Yeah. I think so. that's like the perfect level of star. That like is definitely John Stamos, like a guy that's managed to stay relevant for 40 years, 30 years, whatever. Um, and still has, you know, that name recognition, but he's not like, like you're, you're not going to see John Stamos in the next Marvel movie. You right. know, like it's like at well. that level. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that show gets canceled. Yeah. And, you know, he just slides over to the Ducks. I don't know. Who knows? So yeah, maybe for season three. So Big Shot has already been renewed for season oh, okay. two. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting for sure. But so, so I, here's I really my... do. I sorry, uh, just real quick. I really do want to see what the what the quack lights come up with. Uh, and so, so maybe, maybe that's our, our level right there. Anywhere from Peter Krauss to John Stamos, <laughs> uh, anywhere in between there, uh, come up, give us your names. Uh, maybe you can break outside of that a little bit, but uh, give, give us your realistic options. I think what they need to do is each episode, the ducks are coached by a different actor playing Gordon Bombay. Oh, and it's always an actor who is like played a coach in some role. Mm. Like you get, um... it's just like Dennis Quaid eight times. <laughs> You get you can get like Rick Moranis in one episode, his interpretation of Gordon Bombay. Get Denzel Rick Washington would be amazing. Yeah, is Rick Moranis? Maybe he's back into acting. He, I know he's. Yeah, I think he's doing Honey the Trunk, the kids, the show. I believe that's a smell crossover right away. Yeah, they go. shrink the hockey team, <laughs> and they're playing on one of those bubbles that you uh, the hockey game. Oh yeah, bubble Let, hockey. Let's, yeah, uh, let's just bring. Um, why is his name escaping me? Uh, who played uh, Herb in Oh, uh, um, yeah. Oh, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's probably too big. I don't know. <laughs> he's that was a Disney movie. Maybe he still has like a line like uh, "You have to be in something we we do at mm. some point." But yeah, uh, I want to hear like the the Peter Krause, John Stamos recommendations. I also want to hear if we got ten different actors to play Bombay in ten different episodes. That would be revolutionary. People would tune in. It's like the mass singer. Who's going to play Bombay this week? <laughs> I I do have a name that I've been thinking about. Uh, Cal Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> this is my brother, Kel. He can coach you up. Didn't he run into like legal issues? Oh, uh, did he? I don't know. I thought he I'm... did. I, I, I could be wrong about that. I don't want to uh, sully a good man's name, but I, I sort of recall something with them happening but i could be wrong okay i'll, uh, I'll do Wikipedia some 
Um, he's a youth pastor at Spirit Food Christian Center in Los Angeles. That's the latest mm. entry. Um, but he's been in a lot of things. But I, I think uh, even if we we if we have to have Cal Mitchell on the show in some capacity, um, is there what's like the Disney Nickelodeon tie? Are they connected at all? No. no. Okay, so we couldn't get him reprising his Good Burger role. No, because yeah, Nickelodeon. I mean, like all Nickelodeon shows yeah are on Paramount Plus, so uh, they'll be out there. But let's uh, let's move on from our crazy ten Gordon Bombay idea. Um, just what is the feeling uh, as we head into season two here? Obviously, come out of season one, we're probably at a ten out of ten, just because we have a Money Ducks podcast to see to watch season two. Has that been dampered at all and if so like how much are you uh downgrading just your excitement as you look ahead here to season two i think um i mean it's obvious i'm very disappointed uh i think it's i think it sucks for fans of the original franchise uh i think it's exciting for people that really loved the show as like a standalone um thing because i think it, op- it does open up a lot of possibilities um, and I think I do think for us it will be fun to kind of like figure out where they go from here uh, and to kind of follow that thread. I I'm concerned that we won't get like a John Stamos level person coming in and it will lose steam and we won't get a season three. I think that's my biggest concern at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I'm I think I've talked myself into being cautiously optimistic. I, but I still, in the back of my mind, I think that's my biggest concern: is that we, the, it, the show loses so much momentum that we don't get a season three. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing: is could you get Josh Jackson as a full-time cast member, but you can't get him until season three? Can you survive that long? Mm-hmm. um and so but are you getting someone who's just like look i'm only here for one season etc or do you look to get like someone else knowing that look charlie's never going to be a recur like the main guy i don't know i'm like i want to be optimistic i think like kevin i'm like trying to talk myself into it but if, if we if we want to get a season three i mean season two is just huge in terms of the direction that they go and also kind of like the path that they lay out because I guess the good thing is is that you kind of have a blank slate with season two there was no cliffhanger it's like you know that the ducks are you know back but it's essentially it's you know start from square one now um you do have some established characters like we did have going into season one where you already had kind of the world built and now season two we've got all the kids you know part of it and but I think that's also a great thing where you can kind of show, look, we did not need Bombay to carry season two. Look how great it was. So they've got a great opportunity. It's not going to be easy though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad. Obviously we don't get Bombay. It felt like season one was setting up Bombay for like an even bigger role in season two. You know, he was grumpy. He started to come around, really get involved with the kids, was an assistant coach. Obviously, there was the Alex Evan angle there. So we're not going to get that. But as Tommy mentioned and Kevy, like it is wide open. So I'm excited to see what they come up with here um, for season two. I want to throw out one way to just quickly and easily save the show and give us five more seasons. 
as so the replacement for Bombay. Okay. Ready? I'm excited. Kyle for this. fucking Chandler. Kyle Chandler. <laughs> yes. That's the only way to go in my mind. That would be a just good fri- one. Just Friday Night Lights this shit. Yeah, and then I he, guess uh, as the kids grow older and it can become that teen drama, like angsty. Oh, you know? Or, I mean, maybe he's kind of like been non-existent for a little while, but maybe uh, uh, Riggins, the, the guy that plays Riggins, I'm forgetting mm. his name. Oh. He, was a, he looked like he was going to be a big star for a while. And then he made some really poor movies, um, or really bad movies, I guess, or flops. Um, I actually never saw them. Tommy probably did. Um, what it was, this uh, the he, guy was a, he was in the Disney World. He made that one movie that like was probably one of the bigger box office flops of, of our generation. Um, was it the guy in the in the movie, Mr. Carter, John Carter, John John Carter? There we go. Yes. Yeah. John that, Carter. that was a Disney movie, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it was like Disney's John Carter. He might be a good, yes. It was a, a Disney movie. Uh, Taylor Kitsch is his name, by the Taylor way. Taylor Kitsch. Thank you. And um, he was in um the the waco series about david Crash. he was really good in that um, yeah he, he might actually be kind of the perfect kind of guy uh he might fall in that in that in that range as well sorry that's he's, just he's only me. 40 I just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he I, I don't think he has to be like at that level like I, I, or at that age i think he i think it can be any any age of actor but um it just matters if they're in that kind of sweet spot of of uh fame all right. Well, we will see. We've gone way over the time here with all um, our ideas and theories. But yeah, a little sad. Like I said, grateful we had season one. Like just to get Gordon Bombay coming back for 10 episodes, coming out of the fog and the Zamboni. We'll always have that. We'll always have the memories. And, you know, we'll always have him eating cake. But we'll move on. Like I said, Excited for season two. Writers are pretty creative people. We'll see what they uh, come up with. And um, it sounds like it's going to be pretty different from season one, which is exciting. And uh, we'll uh, we'll try to keep on top of it and tell you what we know. But for right now, Gordon Bombay, really no chance of coming back. For us, thequacktech.com. Go there. Contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us who you want to replace Gordon Bombay, either as a recast of Gordon Bombay or just a new character. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Get vaccinated, people. Quack, quack.